Welcome to the Recovery Lab podcast. We're glad you were able to join us. Recovery Lab hopes to destigmatize addiction and normalize recovery. Our platform provides an avenue to share the many stories of those that have recovered from addiction, providing for the listener the most basic antidote to addiction. Hope. Mm. Get it. Go on now, boy. Go on now. Get some of that. All right, everybody. We're back. This is episode number 72. 72. Of the Recovery Lab podcast series. My name is Drew Hassan. And I am Daniel Anderson. We are the Recovery Lab. And as I was telling Daniel, uh, that it is the 72nd episode is appropriate because my mother's 27th birthday. That's right. (laughs) Was yesterday. Happy birthday, Margaret. Shout out to Big Mama. Absolutely. She's not very big in reality. No, she's a she's a petite young lady. She is twenty seven. She looks seven phenomenal for twenty seven. Absolutely incredible. Crazy. What are we doing here today, Drew? So we uh, we're we're going to discuss what it's like behind the scenes hosting uh, internationally renowned podcast and the challenges we've encountered, the growth, and kind of reflect back over the past year and some months yeah absolutely and i we would be i i would be doing us both a grave disservice if i didn't explain a little bit about the very very beginning so um drew and i used to make poor life choices together very back in in uh, active addiction he went off and he got sober i got sober a couple years later a few years later and I saw that he was uh, doing this podcast. And at that time, I had never, ever listened to a podcast in my life. Um, but there was just, there was something deep inside me that said, you know what? Reach out to Drew and s- just just reach out to Drew. I, I feel like God was saying, I want you to be involved in this. I want you to reach out to him. I want you to play I, I want you to get involved with this. And I, I, I guess I was just obedient, and I just listened for maybe one of the first times. Took that risk. I took the risk. So I reached out to you, and I was like, hey, um, I, I think what you're doing is great. I, and I think I may even mention the fact that I, I felt it like on my heart to yeah. reach out. And so I did, and you were like, well, why don't you come on, and, and, um, and and you'll be the uh, one of the guests, and we'll talk, and we'll see how it goes. And we did that, and you and I really—I mean, it was like we uh, we 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 never missed a beat, and we were picking back up where we were. And um, I just have to say, from my own perspective, how grateful I am that you allowed me to come on and uh, become a, a part of the Recovery Lab team because um, it has uh, it was the the beginning of. Well, I share appreciation, uh, but in a in a really a different way from seeing the energy the drive the diligence you bring to accomplishing things i mean make no mistake everyone all this the cameras the lights the microphones this is 110% daniel's doing i disagree it's yes he he's being humble but it really is uh, i 
didn't give two. I just didn't want to uh, spend the resources, money, time, more time than anything, well, and money, uh, to accomplish all this. And it's been a real delight to see you pursue this. I mean, I remember that first day you were on, and I was like, well, I ordered a couple microphones and a mixer, <laughs> but I hadn't taken them out of the box. And you're like, we're doing this. And... He hooked it up right on my, the office where I work is in the suite adjacent to us. And he put it all out there, uh, connected it all and really offered more work, you know, boots on the ground work than I was willing to do. Well, I, I think a lot of this is, um, I, I have a, just an unrelenting desire be of service and to help. Um, and I, I saw this, I almost immediately recognized the fact that this could be a way for me. If I invested time and effort into this, this could very well be a, an incredible opportunity for me to give back. So I, I guess there, there are some selfish motives in this and in, in that it feels good for me to help people. It feels great for me to, to watch people come in here and, and hop on the microphone and, and form connections with other people using their voice. It's, it's, it's invigorating to me and it's unbelievably exciting to, to get to witness that and play a, just a tiny role in that. So uh, we could, we could go back and forth all day, but I, I just want to express my gratitude for you because none of this would have happened had you been like, no, I'm just going to do it myself. Um, none of this would have ever happened and I don't know where I would be today. So, uh, you know, yes, I've invested a lot of time, money and effort into this, but I, I have you to thank for all of that because without you making that one decision to say, okay, um, none of this would have ever existed. I don't believe so. Well, it is a testament to, like you said, being obedient and then to give everybody like a full picture of Daniel's and my relationship, like, I mean, we absolutely got high together and we're shady people together. And then there were times where I would message him on Facebook and he'd be like, man, you're, you're kind of toxic right now. <laughs> I don't, I might have to block you for a little while. I think while. you sponsored me for a little bit. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's just been, uh, you know, every facet of addiction and recovery we have been together in. And it's, it's good to see what people can do on this side of addiction, yeah. uh, you know, personal growth, the professional growth, it's, it's good. And, and triumphing through difficult situations as well. I mean, yeah. we've, we've gone through some pretty difficult shit together. I, I've, I've shared some pretty difficult stuff with you and, and you've been, you've been my guy, you've been my support. You've been my, the, the person that I can count on night and day. Like, you know, when the stuff with, you know, Fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I gave you a call and I was like, hey, this is what's going on. And you you said, uh, you didn't ask any questions. You said, okay, I'll be ready in five minutes. <laughs> and that was, and that was what, that, that was, I was just like, man, I'm grateful. This is, this is great. And everything wound up turning out really well. But um, just to know that I've got you in my corner, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, and I just realized that I've had your, your, um, uh, 
camera angle on this whole time. So I got to do I got to do better about that. But uh, switching back over. All right, here we go. Um, Here's something that's interesting. I really thought there was some kind of software that would activate upon a microphone being like it would it would send. How has somebody not fixed this problem? What if to, like something to, automatic? Yeah. Yo, yeah. How, how does it not just okay? Daniel's talking. Let me turn his camera on. I, I've I've researched that. I've looked into that, and um, as of as of right now, there's not anything that. Um, I mean, even when you're like editing together clips uh, or or like a, a multicam sequence in um, Adobe Premiere, you have to literally just manually watch the video and click which camera angle you want during that video, and then it. That seems together. that seems like Windows ninety five. <laughs> it's it's quite archaic. It feels <laughs> it, it feels that way. <laughs> But it, it is what it is. All right, so let's let's um, let's let's move, hop into move along. Let's move along. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I I'm curious what um, well real quick just to, just to touch on this real quick. What was your inspiration for starting the Recovery Lab? One, I like podcasts, and I have, I mean, I, I have been a devotee of. Joe Rogan for sure oh, yeah. for a long time and long format discussion, I think is, uh, it, well, it's kind of a, uh, an educational thing too. Like, uh, so law school is taught generally on the Socratic method where you're asked questions kind of like Socrates and you know, you argue that way. And so I thought, this would be an interesting concept if I could get my friends to just have a conversation and I would ask them questions, probing questions to, uh, one, help me understand other and improved ways of behaving, and then really challenge people on things and see uh, if their belief can sustain attack. Right. I mean, obviously, I mean, not in a confrontational way. Right. Sure, sure, sure. The first people on the podcast were my two of my best friends. Right. And then it, uh, I thought, well, I should have, you know, people that have an interesting point of view on and hear what they have to say. And it just, it's not, it, it has never been difficult to find people to be on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, We've now had on how many therapists, doctors, yeah. lawyers, uh, people, you know, the directors of treatment centers, a couple of them. It's it's not difficult to find people. Uh, yeah. People that are in recovery are generally desirous of talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I joke about how it appeals to our innate sense of narcissism, but it's a little bit true. You know, we all like to talk about our own struggle and yeah. how we overcame. Um, there's a little bit of that, you know, appeal for, for all of us. Absolutely. So what, what does it look like? Uh, I mean, I, I want to give people a little bit of a idea of, of, kind of the time and effort that you and I both put in to, to this, what does that look like for you as far as like allocating uh, guests and, and doing the work in order to prepare for each episode, each, like each week, what does that look like for you? 
Well, in the very beginning, I made out a lengthy kind of question sheet. Uh, I was super nervous that first what, couple episodes was where were the that question sheet was that done out of fear of of wanting to be able to control everything and get everything perfectly right, or was that uh, were, were you fearful that that uh, if you just were to wing it that you wouldn't that it wouldn't be as people wouldn't respond as much, or did you just want to be prepared and you wanted to have everything written out? When, when you were going into those early episodes? I wanted to be prepared, and I was afraid that if there was a lull in the conversation that I could be able to look down really fast and pivot to some new topic that could perhaps elicit uh, discussion from the guests. Yeah. So the, fr- the very first episode was two people, two guys at one time, and it was a lot lower tech back then. Uh, <laughs> I sat at my desk in the suite adjacent to this. And I had a fancy mini recorder with one of those like mushroom caps on it. And I just would sit the, the mini recorder in front and hit record and talk to people. There was no intro music. There was no, uh, now I did learn how to use, I forgot about this, uh, shotcut, I think is what it's called. Yeah, I think so. And so I, w- what I would do is I had just an audio file, MP3, and I would upload it to this shotcut, and I, I said, well, okay, I guess I need a, uh, a, a title page. And so thus was born the Recovery Lab logo. Uh, and then I said, well, it'd be funny if I put funny pictures in there, um, you know, when people would say something. Like, like B-roll type of stuff? Well, you know, like uh, mention their wife, and I'd have a picture of their yeah, wife. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's laborious. <laughs> yes. Laborious is an understatement. You have to have a passion for it in order to be successful. I mean, I was, I would be up here. Oh man. So, uh, I would do it on Saturday morning at like 10 o'clock and I would get home at like three o'clock and it'd be an hour, hour and a half episode. And like, it took forever to upload to YouTube because my 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 plan was I was just gonna make a YouTube video and upload it to YouTube. Uh, now go on and ask me what my biggest surprise was. What was your biggest surprise? That it wasn't more popular. Like <laughs> <laughs> I really thought I was gonna, you know, and people were gonna be like, "That's the greatest thing I've ever heard." And I guess that's because to me it was the greatest thing. I mean, it absolutely appealed to me because. I was doing what I wanted. I right. mean, it, it was customized to appeal to Drew. Uh, like one of my very favorite episodes very early on was Zed. I mean, just endlessly fascinating. He's uh, a smart guy. Smart guy, local therapist, had, very passionate, very well read. And I, I just quizzed him for an hour and 45 minutes and could have talked to him for another hour and 45 minutes. Uh, so it was that kind of thing and it was super appealing to me, but it, it, it caught on really, uh, Denise Marsters shout out to Denise, What's up, Denise? uh, you know, was a very early fan. Um, yeah, she even, she brought the, the McCoy house the, mixer. Yeah. The very yeah, yeah. first little, little mixer I got on Amazon. She paid for it. Yeah. So uh, a lot of credit goes to her Absolutely. for that. And, you know, she came on and she's quite a Titan, in the local recovery community, she has lots of devotees and followers, and you know I got a bunch of exposure from her. Yeah, uh, 
So the first few people I picked, I thought, well, I wanted to do my friends. Then I wanted to do people that were, you know, that had active, you know, that were very, that were visibly active in recovery uh, to try to, you know, get more people interested in it. Um, and it, we've, I mean, we're scaling up. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I mean, we even had uh, somebody reach out, what was that last week and wanting to advertise. I think we're, yeah, we're in the works with that. And, um, you know, uh, a, a friend um, kind of has helped me to, to uh, kind of work through that. I mean, this is all new, you know, I, like I said, I'd never been on a podcast before. Uh, so, and, and then, you know, getting a little bit, getting a few episodes under our belt and now, you know, getting to a point where, you know, the return on investment could be, you know, worthwhile for, for someone who wants to, to advertise Absolutely. with us. Look, so. and I'll tell you another thing I've noticed from watching you. Uh, it's been fun to, to support you through the growth of your own technical knowledge in this. Uh, really. I mean, I've, I've told you from the beginning, look, I mean, you're, you're really good at this and I mean, I wish there was a camera that would kind of like pivot around and see what all's going on in here. Uh, Cause it's, it's quite impressive. Um, so that's been, it's been fun to watch. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, it's really bizarre how everything is kind of, I've, I've always been, when I, when I find something that I'm passionate about, I go a hundred percent or yeah, I see that I, I go 110%. Right. And up until, you know, I got sober, um, that, that was still true, but you know, those, <laughs> those things were, uh, building a pond in the backyard or, um, just doing stuff for me, like just spending countless hours in the backyard, literally just digging dirt and spraying water. Uh, and, and just, I mean, I, I, I had no focus on, on anything that could be beneficial to other people. Uh, and, and when the recovery lab came along, and I, I realized how, how passionate I am ab about this, this thing. Gave um, you an avenue to har harness those healthy. It really did. It desires. really did. And you know, I, I, I probably have spent more money than I should um, on this. But you know, then again, I, 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 I see it as an investment in, in a business and an investment in, um, and other people. You know, I want to be able to provide a, a quality experience for people. And, you know, and I've got other clients now and it's kind of grown from, from, you know, nothing to, to, you know, where we're at now. And we've got, and got, those people count on you. Well, I, and you're here and you're the kind of person that is reliable. And I, I try mean, to be, well, how many podcasts do you host? I mean, do you produce 14, 14? Yeah. That's not nothing, man. No, it's not. It's not. And some of those people are judges, attorneys. Yes, the judge will be here in a few hours. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's 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 crazy, and you know I can't. Um, I I do. You know I, I I'm not a, a a Bible thumper by by any means, but um, you know I I do have a personal relationship with God, and and I I believe with all of my heart that, um, you know I've. Oh. <laughs> here we are toting on me and i'm just dropping the ball left and right uh no i i believe that uh that that uh god has has put things in my life and 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 really he has 
curated this whole thing that I've that I've been experiencing with you. And, um, you know, so I'm 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 hesitant to take any credit um, just because that's who I am. Uh, I mean, yes, I've put work in, but I feel like if if God hadn't, you know, smiled or, or thought that this was a good idea, this probably wouldn't happen. Uh, and, and it would just, I, I wouldn't have a drive for it. I wouldn't have a passion for it. So really, I, I have to be honest with myself that, you know, everything that you see in here, yes, it has a Daniel touch, but, um, you know, this this is all God in my eyes. You know, this is, God has provided every penny that has gone into this, God has provided with my other business. So, and and, and being able to help people with that has been, you know, it's given me an opportunity to invest in this, which is something that I'm really, really passionate about. So I, I'm, like I said, I'm hesitant to take any credit, but I, I'm, I'm definitely grateful that, that God has placed, you know, things and opportunities in my life for me to be able to pursue something I'm passionate about. And that you have recognized the, the need to do the footwork. Yeah. You, you got to you know, work the, hard. It's like we talk about in recovery, faith without works is dead. Right. You know, you can have all of these God given gifts, but if we're not willing to do the work, I mean, right. Yeah, God will move the mountains, but you gotta, you know, you bring gotta a shovel. You, you, you damn sure gotta bring a shovel, man, mm. and, and you gotta be prepared to work. So, um, well, it's like Father Martin says. Y'all all know Father Martin, and if you don't know Father Martin, you should go look for Father Martin videos on YouTube. Father Martin's this Catholic priest who gives these fantastic talks on the twelve steps, and he says he's got a whole spiel on gratitude. That's a great episode, and he says, "Look, God absolutely." wants you to pray to him when you have a problem. For example, God wants you to pray to him for help with your toothache. But if you think God is just going to come down here and, you know, bless your toothache, that's not how it works. Like you can pray to God all you want, but if you let go of the wheel of the car on the interstate thinking, well, I've prayed God is going to come, you know, you're going to crash. And so he says, God absolutely wants you to pray about your toothache, but only if you're on the way to the dentist, you know, right. Yeah. You've got to take up and do some action and you've got to be, you've got to manifest the work, right? You know, pray for the willingness to do it. Pray for the desire to do it. Pray for the motivation, pray to know what to do, but you have to be willing to take the initiative. Right. And work hard and work hard. You know, we do the work, leave the results to God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so moving on in the growth of Recovery Lab, we got these bomb-ass hoodies. Oh, yes. We got some equally bomb-ass T-shirts, but it's too cold to wear that today. Um, we sold hoodies. And I, I tell you what, it's a source of pride when you see somebody <laughs> wear because they really are the best hoodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son, I have my oldest son wears his all the time. Yeah, even when it's a thousand degrees outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jody understand. Penton was at the Jody Penton a, a speaker meeting at Beagle Pack. Yeah, and he, I mean, that was just completely random. I just happened to to show up and listen to Malcolm, and um, there he was. My you know? phone showed me a bunch of memories the other day of yeah. people that had sent in those first yeah, batch yeah, of yeah. And I was like, man, that's so good. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We should maybe do some more merch. I think we should. I think we should. We'll think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's see. We we did the merch thing. Uh, oh, back to the questions. So I had the initial questions, 
and I vacillated between is that stifling the natural flow of conversation by having that, or is it something good to fall back on? And really, I think the last few people we've had on have either been really easy people to interview, like Christina Dent is about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Christina Dent's easy to talk to. Um, who's the guy from state uh, with the ponytail and the dreadlocks? Steve. Steve. I mean, Steve. Uh, I mean, he's a thoroughbred <laughs> waiting to get out of the stall. I mean, that, he can do it. So that that's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then if there haven't been those kinds of people, they've been like repeat performers. Yeah. Like Kimberly came on a second time. Dusty Yarbrough came on a second time. And it's much easier. Right. It's much, much easier, you know, when you have, uh, you know, something you can draw from. And certainly I know everything about Kimberly, so that's easy to find right. things to talk about. Uh, so you know, Brian O'Shea is easy to talk to. Yeah. And it's allowed us to kind of get away from having the rigidity of an outline. Um, but on occasion, you know, there's somebody who's not so easy to talk to and when you click on to like three plus seconds of silence, it's deafening. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I feel like I turn red and yeah. like I get hot and I think, oh, this is a, yeah. this is an abomination. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I wanted to, you know, be prepared last week uh, with Matt when you were out of town when Stacy was I here. Did I miss that? Yeah, that that we'll, we'll have him back on. Um, but I messaged him on Facebook and I was like, man, I'm so sorry. I missed it. Yeah. 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 Uh, cause I do want to talk about that connection I have. Yeah. To. I mean, I, I think, I think I'd prepared like 20, 20 or 25 questions. We didn't use one of them. Um, it happens. <laughs> I mean, so, but at least, you know, I, I wanted to be prepared. I wanted him to, you know, feel like that I had put work in and in, in order to, to prepare for him. But the conversation just flowed so naturally that it, it really didn't, you know, and you know, Stacy is a pro, she's a therapist and, she knows what the hell she's talking about. So that, that certainly aided in the, in the, uh, in the conversation. Well, I really hated that. I missed his in particular. So part of Drew's story is I went to a bunch of treatment centers and then as it, as it is so often the, the case, you know, you, the first treatment center you go to is pretty nice. And the second one and the third one, and then they get, you know, after five treatment centers, there's no equine therapy. <laughs> There, there's, there's no, there's no polar plunge, um, in a beautiful greenhouse. Yeah, I'm gonna go sit in the, you know, the lavender massage and chair. get some red, red light red therapy. Light, yeah, you don't get that. <laughs> so I ended up at a place called the City of Refuge. Shout Loose out, Loose Deal, Loose Deal. Uh -huh. Shout out to my brothers at the City of Refuge. So the City of Refuge is one of many, and I didn't know they were even out there when I was using faith-based treatment centers. There's a whole network of them, a whole network. And City of Refuge is a lot like Teen Challenge. Mm -hmm. And I had never heard of Teen Challenge, but uh, there are, you know, there, did he mention this, how many Teen Challenges there are? No. There's a ton of them. Yeah. A ton. And they all have some shtick for fundraising. Right. They do, you know, crosses, a little, a little primer, a little paint, make this baby what it ain't, car work. <laughs> uh, they sell crosses. Uh, so some people who had been at Teen Challenge 
left Teen Challenge and went to the City of Refuge and taught the City of Refuge the technology of cross-making and selling. And so uh, by the time I got to the City of Refuge, they had a a full-fledged system for cross-generation. And, uh, yeah, so uh, faith-based treatment centers really mean a whole lot to me, and I would, you know, I would love to, to talk to him because I'm, He's the director there. Is that? Yeah, he's the CEO. He's the boss. Yeah, he's the boss, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 definitely have him back on. Um, and he wants to bring uh, somebody with him next time. Uh, some some gang member. Yeah, he used to be like a high ranking gang uh, member, and he turned his life around. And um, so we'll we'll get him back on. Um, but uh, yeah, we we. Uh, I mean, it's crazy to to see how how things have things have grown and things have, are, are continuing to grow, um, with, with all of this. I'm just, I'm kind of overwhelmed with gratitude that, uh, that we get to do this, you know, and then we get to, we get to talk with people in this way. Um, and, and it's, you know, people seem to be responding to it pretty, pretty well, uh, thus far. And I'm, I'm excited about excited about the future, man. Well, I think both you and I share uh, a passion for talking to people and really hearing their stories. Uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to start the podcast was see how other people uh, deal with adversity on a day-to-day basis. Cause it's really easy in an AA meeting, especially a speaker meeting to hear somebody wax on, uh, you know, uh, with these tired platitudes and, what I really want is to extract like the meat of what they're saying. Yeah. How do you actually confront hardship in your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, how long, yeah, you know, there are some people that I know who have worked such good programs for enough time that they really don't have any hardships. Yeah. Uh, they only have the new things that life brings us. And there's one guy in particular, John, um, I'm thinking of uh, my sponsor who really gr- doesn't seem to have any life problems and greets new customary life challenges with a, a sense of, okay, you know, I know how to do this. Right. You know, it, it's not going to be the end of the world. Uh, you know, there's no, the sky is falling. It's, you know, there's an approach for how, you deal with what we call life on life's terms. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful that we have, we, we have a set of tools and I know, you know, if you've been in, in, in and around the rooms, you know, you've, you've certainly, this is not the first you've heard about a, a set of tools, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely sad for those individuals who don't have some sort of recovery program. Um, because I, I don't know what I would do, when, when like the, the situation that, that happened a couple of weeks ago, you know, um, I was completely at peace. I mean, I was a little, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I recognize the importance right. of paying attention to this. Right. But, um, but I had, I had faith that everything was going to work out. And that's only because I've gone to a lot of meetings and I've just listened a lot. And I've, I've listened to what people have talked about as far as how they dealt with adverse situations. And you do that long enough in that, that toolkit, it, it becomes pretty, you know, 
pretty impressive. Well, just like our knee-jerk reaction before was to turn to drugs and alcohol, which were and are a solution. Right. A poor one, but they are. And by repetition, you build new pathways in your brain. And so it's fun to me to talk to the doctor who can talk to me about those neural pathways. It's enjoyable to me to talk to therapists who, you know, can lean into the importance of talk therapy and how to to build these new pathways. Mm -hmm. And then it's enjoyable to me to talk to the average Joe who is doing those things. Yeah. And the net result is it, it helps me. The net result is I can be a better person. I can have a more, a more fulfilling life, and I can be an active person in my family's lives, and I right. can be, you know, the per the person you I want to be. Right. That's what it's all about. Instead of that dirt leg, <laughs> shady. <laughs> we, man. <laughs> Do you remember that night that I brought the the camera and the lights? Do you remember? Oh yeah, That's crazy. <laughs> nothing fulfilling about all that. Nothing fulfilling about all of that. Uh, but you know what? It, I'm 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 grateful for that because it you know through all of that awful awful nasty stuff, it it you know I I did learn a lot about myself and about how I react and how I you know walk through things and you know I I learned what not to do a lot when I was in active addiction. And I, I still tap into that today, you know, on a virtually daily basis. So, um, you know, those those times, while they were unfortunate, I've said it before, but those times were unfortunate. And I'm, it's sad that that, that you know, stuff happened, but it, it made me who I am today. And, and I, I kind of like that guy today. So I can't be too, too uh, you know, upset about what happened in the past, you know. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And you never know what, you know... The, it's the story of the Chinese farmer. You never know what adversity is going to bring you. Uh, you know, so for those who don't know the reference that the, there's a Chinese farmer and his horse runs away and all the townspeople come to him and they're like, man, so sorry. Your only horse left, uh, you know, that's terrible. And he's like, well, maybe. And the next day the horse comes back and brings five other horses and all the townspeople are like, man, that's so great. You're so lucky. And he's like, well, maybe. And then the next day, his son's riding one of the new horses, and it kicks him off, and the son breaks his leg, and they're like, "Oh man, you know the townspeople are so sorry, and he, that must be awful. He's your only son." He says, "Well, you know, maybe." And the next day, the conscription officers come, and they want to draft into war all of the uh, fighting age men, and his son can't go. And so, I mean, right? You never really know. This is also summed up another way by Cormac McCarthy, my favorite author, who says, "You never know what worse luck." your bad luck saved you from. Right. And so there, if we can just get on board with this idea, not to wig the TF out about adversity, you never really know how it's going to turn out. And if you're a Christian and you're all into that, I mean, there's a Bible verse that says, you know, he makes all things work together for the good of those who love him. Uh, Romans 8, 28. Very impressive. I'm impressed today. <laughs> uh, so, you know, this kind of this idea is found in in everywhere, right. uh, from 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 Eastern proverbs from China to Christian Bible. I mean, it's just a it's a universal maxim. Just just kind of hang on, don't wig out, and see what good you can make of this. Right? 
How can you turn your adversity into something profitable? Absolutely. I mean, I love it. I love it. Booyah. Yeah. Well, what else do you want to... Uh... So what are some things that you've learned? What 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 is something you've learned that has surprised you that you learned it? Uh, as a result of... Of being involved in the podcast and becoming a technical advisor to and producer to 14 other podcasts and just being an all-around uh, boss. Well, um, that's very kind of you to say, but I... I, 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 I difficult for me to to uh, just say thank you um but uh what what i've learned um you know i i love uh, i love watching people i love um helping people walk through difficult situations and and positive situations and and maybe even just from afar i i i enjoy there's something inside of me that's that's really um you know, I, I really love watching and, and helping other people and whether what, what I've, what I've learned in, in here specifically, um, in, in the studio space is, um, you know, watching, watching people's emotions, watching the, the, you know, the path that they take through coming in their, their first time, they've never done a podcast before their, their nerves are going crazy that voice shook so bad yeah. the <laughs> there's you know that's the, everything is is you know so exciting and so new and then and then you know they do it a few times and they settle down and then they can really tap into what their message is and and what they're they're passionate about and to 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 witness that you know that arc that arc um is is incredibly rewarding to me um I, I just, I, I've honestly had a lot of personal growth through through all of this. You know, just um, in in active addiction, for instance, I I never saw anything through. Um, I would get excited about one thing and then, um, you know, work hard at it for a minute, and then things would get hard and difficult, and I would stop. Yes, that was the story of my life about everything about school, about sports, although I was not very sporty, um, everything, you know, I, I, I would never stick with it when it was difficult and it, it would cause me to, to feel uncomfortable because when I'm uncomfortable, generally I'm, I'm in a growth season. So, and, and I was unwilling to, to be uncomfortable in active addiction. Well, you remove that, you know, the, the, the numbing, uh, that, that comes along with, with drugs and alcohol. And, and suddenly I'm able to, um, see things through, you know, for the first time in my life, I'm able to stick with it, stick with it. And, you know, there's often, I mean, even yesterday as, as, as recently as yesterday, there was some interference on, on, uh, two of the channels on the mixer and it was driving me freaking nuts. Like there was just a, I, I probably the likelihood of anyone else hearing it is low, but for me, it was just like, it was, it was so uncomfortable for me because it was not perfect. It was did not. Did you figure it out? I did figure it out. It, I did. Um, it was the lights. It was the lights. Yeah. The new lights that I got, they're too powerful and they, they create interference. So we can't, you know, I can't use them. But, um, you know, what I did was in, in, instead of, and, and like I ripped all the, the microphone cables out and I was like, all right, I'm going to take it one step at a time. And I, I applied the principles of the program. Okay. Formulate a plan, 
keep calm, stay calm. You're not going to die. The world is not coming to an end. Formulate a plan, execute, and do one thing at a time. So that's what I did. I tested each cable and, um, you know, found out that the cables were not an issue and then, you know, tested various other things and it turned out to be the lights. But the, the point in all of that was I was able to stay calm and, and level-headed and not, oh my God, I hate this. I'm, I'm quitting. I'm... This this I'm room never gonna, it's never you know, right, me. right this this room has taught me and and again you are the beginning of this but this room has provided me an opportunity to um, to walk through difficult things and and to to learn to keep calm stay cool the world is not going to end this is just a little interference thing and and as a result of you know going through the steps in order to troubleshoot this. Um, you know, I've, I, I rearranged cables and I made things better and more clean and, um, and, and more efficient. And so even in those difficult adverse situations where I'm kind of, I'm feeling a little out of control and, and a little upset, you know, if, if I just keep my head down, keep moving forward and keep working, then God is going to work the rest out. And, and as a result of walking through that and not numbing with drugs and alcohol, on the other side of that adversity and those difficult feelings and, and, and emotions, I'm going to be a better person because I walked through them. So um, everything is interconnected. Everything is, um, you know, connected to each other. So to answer your question, that was kind of long winded, but um, the, the, the largest lesson that I've learned as a result of, um, you know, being a part of the recovery lab is pushing through hard stuff and, sticking with something when it's uncomfortable. Well, I made an impressive connection this week. I watched uh, or listened to at length the hearing on whether to disqualify Fonnie Willis, the prosecutor in Atlanta who's prosecuting Trump. She's the DA in Atlanta prosecuting Trump for election interference. And I really made an impressive realization that people who don't have addiction problems, because I don't think Fonnie Willis and her, her, whatever, the romantic partner, uh, Nathan Wade, I don't think drugs and alcohol led them to make the exceptionally stupid decisions they made. Right. Uh, and I thought, you know, really and truly, I have never experienced problems in my life that other people don't experience. I just coped with them improperly. Right. And instead of addressing it head on and not uh, opting to take a self injurious route by doing, you know, drugs, uh, you know, I could have employed other tactics to deal with it. And, I wonder what makes us more likely, I thought about this, what makes us more likely to choose alcohol and drugs as opposed to some other mode of, of uh, I don't want to say compensation, but to address life's difficulties. And, I mean, I know there's a genetic factor. You know, if your parents are drug addicts, you're more likely to be a drug addict. If your grandparents are drug addicts, that kind of thing. Uh, but it really... I don't know. It it was just an an interesting observation I made. Yeah, 
Because they did dumb, risky stuff, (laughs) if everybody doesn't know. So she hires, she's the boss. She hires this guy. Now, whether they were boyfriend and girlfriend before she hired him or became boyfriend and girlfriend after she hired him, this is up for debate. But there's no debate on whether he made a ton of money uh, for working for her. And then there's no debate that he took her on trips. Now, there is debate about whether she paid him back. Because if she didn't pay him back, then she's effectively engaged in in wholesale corruption. Yeah, You know, I hire you on the, the county's dime, and then I get you to take that money and take me on fancy trips. I mean, that doesn't pass the smell test. Now, if she pays him back, that's less suspect. But her argument is she paid him back in cash, untraceable cash. There are no no, uh, corresponding deposits that he made of the cash. So, I mean, these people did super dumb shit. Like just super dumb, self-defeating stuff, and any you know any credibility that she would have had as a professional, uh, any credibility she would have had as an attorney has been whisked, whisked away into the wind because of either hubris, stupidity, or or this general feeling that I I can do whatever I want and I'm beyond I'm above reproach. Mm-hmm. And God, how many times have I acted like that? Like, oh, yeah, I can talk my way out of it. Oh, I can, you know, I'll be okay. I'm a likable guy. They're not going to be mad at me. Countless. (laughs) Countless times. (laughs) But then, you know, the road runs out, and it seems to have run out for Fonny. Yeah. Idiot. It'd be like that sometimes. But for the grace of of God, they go, I. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's, it's great to not be dealing with. Well, it just is a reflection of you can have all of these kinds of life problems and these these aberrant behaviors without, in the absence of addiction. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I, when you said uh, that you were really kind of focusing on the gratitude you have for the 12-step program and the tit, tit <laughs> the kit of spiritual tools, uh, you know, and what people that aren't in recovery that don't have these tools. How do they, what do they, what do they do? Like, I wondered, I wonder how she's dealing with having, you know, watched her professional life kind of, I mean, she, she made an ass of herself when she testified the other day. I mean, mean, it was just deplorable. Yeah. Uh, And I thought, uh, how does the regular person kind of, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm gonna feel this, and we're gonna get I'm gonna through feel it. Feel it and move on. Yeah, you know what? What? How do the, What do they gravitate towards? I guess it's it's more of a religion thing that gives. Maybe them- yeah. If it's if they're you know if they have if they're you know have faith, then I would say they would you know if they're wise, they would pour themselves into into their faith. But um, you know, I I don't know. I, the 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 toolkit that I've picked up from Alcoholics Anonymous is so robust and so. Um, you know, it there, there's a there's a little little tool for everything, for, for everything, every damn thing, um, and it's 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 truly it's truly incredible. And see, I I don't know, I don't know how normal people. I've never been a normie. Um, I I don't know how they 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 deal with you know really difficult stuff that's that's going on. And you know, and and she has to you know the the number one thing that I had to do, and I'll speak for myself is I had to forgive myself. 
I had to forgive myself for making an ass of myself over and 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 over again. Um, it, it, it all started with that, that forgiveness of, of being an asshole. Um, and once, once I forgave myself, I was able to, you know, take a realistic view, uh, and, and be open and honest with myself as far as what the best plan of action will be in order to get through this, get above this, get past this, whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, without, with, with having that self-hatred that I had in active addiction and, in early, early sobriety, um, it was difficult for me to do much of anything, um, yeah. with that self-loathing and self-hatred. I, I didn't like this guy at all, at all. Well, you've got to weaponize your shortcomings yeah, and turn it. I mean, how often have we said, you, you know, make something profitable out of your experience, but what you can do is, and not just you, but any, any person in recovery is accept that you made the poor decisions, acknowledge your role in making those poor decisions, and then be there for the next person to help them dust themselves off when they have made similarly stupid. Right. And decisions. if it's, if it's appropriate to make amends, make them quickly, you know, yeah, we'll get a sponsor. Work on yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> Don't just go calling. <laughs> you're you're going to make it work. Uh, yeah. I, I tried that too. <laughs> when you're 12 hours sober, nobody wants to hear <laughs> how sorry yeah. you are. And just, just calling people. Hey man, Bro, I am. That's on me, dog. I am. I am thirty six hours sober. Let yeah. me tell you about what God has done in my life, and yeah. let me tell you what you need to do. Shut up. <laughs> well, no, we're, ain't nobody believing it. <laughs> ain't nobody wanting to hear it. Exactly. Exactly. We're about out of time. How do you want to wrap this up, Drew Assen? What are your What are you What are you excited about for the future of the Recovery Lab? I'm excited about next week. One of my oldest friends in recovery is going to be on. Yes, I'm yes. Very excited about that. Who is that again? Sean Guy. Oh yes, of course. I did, I didn't realize that that was next week. Yes, seems like a month ago. So I have uh, I have known Sean since I was 19 years old, 18 wow. years old, and he's a lovely person, and I look forward to seeing him yeah, next week. Absolutely. Well, for me, I'm I'm excited about. Um, just just being able to be present and and seeing what uh what god does in in these in this room um i'm i'm exquisitely excited Amen. about what's going on so well, y'all thank you for listening if you've if you've stuck by us this whole hour for for just here, listening to us blather yeah chances are there's something wrong with you psychologically but in that case um we are grateful Anyways, and um, we, we love you all, and thank you all for, for joining us. And uh, we will see you next week. Be here. With Sir Sean Guy. Yes. All right. All right we'll see out. you next week, guys.